This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis bringing you another study from God's Word, and we're looking at a study on blood redemption uh, in the Old Testament, and we'll get on to that later on in the New Testament. And we're looking there now, just getting started, really, how did Adam and Eve were created by God in God's image, and they were set there in the Garden of Eden, sinless, and were had everything at their command except the tree of good and evil. And uh, yet Satan tempted Adam and Eve, and I don't like to blame Satan to you. And you know we are quick to blame. Well, old Satan did it. No, no, man, man. If there was no Satan, he'd be a, he'd be a sinful individual. But we look in there how that they, they had they had ran and hid themselves, and uh, the Lord was called them out. And we saw there how that uh, man must meet the Lord either in judgment or in mercy. The very moment that man is brought to know himself uh, as he is, sinful, wretched, miserable, blind, and naked, he can find no rest until he finds it in Jehovah God. That's the place of rest. He'll not rest until he finds it in Christ. That's the reason, sinner, you can't rest. You don't have Christ. Now look, look at Adam and Eve standing there before the Lord, viewing themselves as they were. Lost, ruined by the fall, and now their wills being broken. They fell at the feet of Jehovah and uh, kissed the dust of repentance. That's right. There they are. That's right. It took all their blame. Why? They see that Satan is the source, the cause of their ruin. Yet on the other hand, they see that the seed of the woman is to be their source of redemption. Adam hears it. He believes it. And in the power of that belief, he turns to his wife and calls her Eve, the mother of all living, the mother of the Messiah. Wasn't that God's wondrous way of allowing him to hear that first gospel message that fell from the lips of Jehovah Jesus? It's grace upon grace, my friend, for any child of fallen Adam's race when his eyes have been opened to the reality of what he is and what he has done to hear the story of redemption that Christ died for him. I come here oftentimes, I tell folks that the thrust of my ministry here at the, at the uh, radio missions, the thrust of this ministry is to warn folks to flee from the wrath to come because they are children of Satan by nature and must be redeemed by the blood of Christ. And I, my thrust, the thrust of this ministry is to, is to show by the grace of God, by the Holy Spirit, that man must be redeemed. And then what a gracious thing it is uh, to be able to tell individuals of Christ, of the redeeming uh, grace of God, of the of the shed blood of our blessed Lord. Won't it be awful for you who will not hear to have to face the fact of what you are and then be brought before the judgment bar of God where you will see what you are and there will be no more mercy. Oh, my friend, no more mercy. Aren't those awful words? The old trailblazer is reluctant to even pronounce those words. We see Adam and Eve behold the day of Christ and we're glad. Then what happened? Jehovah God went out there to the flock of sheep. He took the lambs, slew them, spilled the blood, and as he did it, he showed Adam and Eve 
that this was a type of the coming Messiah, revealed to them how the Son of God one day showed them how he himself, Jehovah Jesus, would one day hang on the cross as their substitute and die in their place. Now, that's what the old trailblazer uh, keeps the trailblazer going, that I'm able to tell you uh, by the grace and power of the Lord that the Lord died for sinners. Now, I don't preach doom and gloom. Oh, I have folks call me once in a while, write me, oh, oh, doom and gloom preacher, because I quote those verses, the soul that sinneth it shall die. No, I don't preach doom and gloom. Wouldn't it be awful? I told my congregation not long ago, I said, wouldn't it be awful if I come here on Sunday morning and uh, we had the singing of the songs and the announcements and those things, and then I got up behind the pulpit and I said, there's no more mercy, folks. No more mercy. Wouldn't that be awful? I wouldn't be able to do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. I have folks who who have been listening to me for a long, long time and somehow got a screwball idea that they're too sinful to, to be saved. But you know what? If I call one of them up or wrote one of them and I say, you know what? You're right. There's no more mercy. They'd, they'd, they'd die of a heart attack, wouldn't they? They'd believe that there's mercy, but they just won't come to the mercy seat. Did you know you have to come to Christ? Do you have to get up and come to Christ? Salvation is not a passive thing, my friend. No, no. The Lord told that man at the pool, he said, take up thy bed and walk. He didn't say, well, if you ever get to feeling like it, go ahead and take up your bed. No. He said, take up thy bed and walk. Did you know salvation is active? Did you know you must come to Christ? All of those all of those instructions, the Lord told Moses to make that a brazen serpent there in the wilderness and put it up on a pole and to put it up in the midst of the camp where folks could see. And what he said, everyone that looked upon that brazen serpent were healed. Now, if old hard head over there, so I'm not looking up on no snake. I'm not looking. He must think I'm crazy. Look up on. No, he died and went to hell. The Lord says, come unto me and uh, all ye that labor. Well, I'm not coming to, I'm not coming to Jesus you want me to come to Jesus? I'm just going to shake the preacher's hand. No, that's not salvation, my friend. That's not just going to hell for your trouble. I have folks ridicule me for saying that. But I might as well be honest with you. I can't pussyfoot around and say, well, you know, Jesus loves everybody and he won't let you go to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He, if you ha- if you go on having your way, you straight headed for hell straight as a Martin is to his going. I must I must be honest with you. I must be honest with you, before I go off the air, I believe it's the last day of the week, and you got all the weekend to, to think about it. You, you're on your road to a devil's hell, and you say, well, Trailblazer, you're just being too hard on us today. I'm, no, sir, I'm not hard on you at all. No, I'm not hard. You're making it hard on yourself by being so obstinate, just hard-headed. Did you know hard-headed will wind up in hell? I'm, I come here with the gospel. The Lord said, uh, how often would I have gathered you together? You folks who are listening to the trailblazers, how often would I have gathered you all together? And as, as a hen doth gather her chicken. You ever seen an old chicken out there on the barnyard? I was raised on the farm, and uh, and, and, and the old, old chicken hawk would be flying over, circling over, looking for a young bitty, and that old chicken, chicken, old mama hen would give a cluck, 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 and all them biddies would run there and get under her legs and under her wings, and she'd squat down on top of them. And if that old hawk would dive down there, she'd peck him in the eye. Well, my friend, that's how the Lord said, How often would I have gathered you together 
as a hen doth gather her chicken, and ye would not. You take one of those little old biddies out there, about six weeks old. He's over there gathering, scratching around, getting him worm. And the old mama hen, the cluck, 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 cluck. Now all them biddies run over there and get under. But not old fool over there. He says, I'll stay over here. I'll just be here. And all of a sudden, whoop, an old hawk took him. Old chicken hawk took him. Just like Satan will take you if you never come to Christ. You will just, you may be, you may be, uh, put in a fine casket with all those gold knobs and roses on the corners and all those things. But if you never came to Christ, my friend, you went into a devil's hell. You say, Trailblazer, you just, just, you're just too awful. You're going to scare your listeners away. No, sir, I'm not. Because the Lord, the Lord gives me grace to be true to your soul. I, don't, I won't have your blood on my hand. Did you know if I'm not true to you, my, my, my friend, that your blood will be on my hand. I'll have to give an account why I didn't warn you. I'm afraid. I'm so afraid now that this multitude of our pastors and preachers, our modern-day Armenian free willers who are, who are misjudging the God of this world, God of the Bible, with this little free, free, free willism, easy-believingism, I believe they're going to be a host of them stand there you know, gnashing their teeth. Oh, my friend, why? Why didn't you warn me, Pastor? They're going to say, why didn't you warn me? Why didn't you warn me, Dr. So-and-so? Why didn't you warn me, Professor? Why didn't you? Why didn't you? Why didn't you? But the old trailblazer, your blood is not going to be on my hands, my friend. I have warned you faithfully now for years. And I'll tell you this morning, tonight, with all the pathos of my soul, Christ died for sinners. Not for good folks. Not for folks who dip soup at Christmas time. Not for folks who so make blankets for the cold and the hunger. Those things are all well and good. Not for the folks who sold a farm and sent the money to some evangelist. No, my friend. No, sir. No, sir. Christ died for those who take the blame for their sinfulness and have seen themselves and come to the Lord confessing, Lord, it is I. Lord, it is I. When we saw what happened, the Lord went out there and took a sheep out of the flock and, uh, and, and, and revealed to them how that the Son of God one day, one day would hang there on the cross and die in their place. They believed him. God counted them righteous, which is revealed by the fact that he took the skin to those animals, made them clothed, and clothed them. This typified his righteousness, so they stood there in his presence, clothed with his righteousness, redeemed by his grace, objects of mercy. Wasn't that grace, my friend? What redemption? Wherever they went, they marveled at such grace because they never got away from two facts. First, by nature, who they were and what they had become by their fall. And second, what God was and is in redemption, in his redemptive grace and what they had become by his grace. Oh, my friend, won't that be a gracious day when the Lord comes and takes us home? Are you ready to go? Are you ready? You got anything you got to do before you go back home tonight? I don't. My suitcase is packed. Oh, I, man, I already, I tell my folks here, I'm ready to go. Be home, go home to be with the Lord. And uh, he says, uh, look up, thy redemption draweth nigh. One day we'll be out there in the old cemetery, I believe, and all those graves will be open. And those folks will come out of there. Those who are redeemed and buried already, not every one of them. No, don't believe that. Not every one of them. But those who went to 
who was knew the Lord and went on to be buried, they'll come out of their graves first. And you and I, if you know the Lord, we'll we'll be caught up after they go up. We'll be caught up to meet him in the air. And I've told you oftentimes, I believe the old trailblazer will be living when he comes, and I'm 80 years old now, so you, you just figure that out. Now, I know that I don't know when the Lord's coming. Nobody, not even the angels in, in heaven know. But one day he's coming. We know of the surety of his coming. We have a little book here by that title. If you write me, I'll send it to you. The surety of his coming. And I tell you, uh, believer, this morning, tonight, look up. Look up. Our redemption draweth nigh. What is the basis of our salvation? The blood. Blood redemption in Christ, my friend. When I see the blood, I'll pass over. That's what he said. He told those Egyptians there, those the Hebrews there in Egypt, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. means I'll take the blame. I'll take that blow that was ordained for you. And uh, they were saved, every one of them. And the old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul if it takes the hide off. But I wish you would. If you if you believe in getting out the gospel, help me with the broadcast and catch up some slack that we're behind a little bit right now. And remember, uh, let me know what station you're listening to and help me with the broadcast and pray for me. Pray for my folks here. Pray for my church, this church the Lord has given me, this broadcast, and all those others. And if you would, uh, come see me when you can. And uh, i like to come by and drink a cup of coffee with you. You folks local around this area, come by here and drink coffee with me. Remember, my Old Trailblazer mailing address is the Old Trailblazer Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomission.org. And my phone number, air code 225-664-8658. Until next time, may God bless you. Goodbye. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.